this is gonna happen. It's uncomfortable. Everyone, like, wash your hands and pray to God for forgiveness. I'm here. I will help you. Then they start scissoring. Austin is a dirty birdie. <laughs> That's a sex crime. I thought he, like, donated sperm or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have a concert and I'm gonna kiss one lucky fan. Mm. Carol. Ryan, you're awful. I know. I got kissed at every school assembly I went to. And the ass. And the ass. Because <laughs> That was awesome. It's so gross. It's so gross. Why? No. This is really intense. What's going down? We're all waiting for... <gasps> Fuck! <gasps> when I'm torrenting or recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Chug one more swig to make the show sit right. Oh yeah, bomb bomb. Um, so you know that thing where you are a person and you really love a pop person, and then they come to your school and they touch you and they kiss you, mm-hmm. and that's that normal boring part of adolescence. It's just part of growing up. Yeah, normal. I remember it when Jen with... did it to me. <laughs> yeah. It, was it truly outrageous? <laughs> truly, truly, truly outrageous. Only the misfits came to my school. <laughs> Did they punch you in the nuts? No, they just kept talking about how their songs were better. Yeah. And they were the misfits, right? They had to remind you of that fact, too. <laughs> Austin, what celebrity visited you in your adolescence? <laughs> and touched you. And touched you. <laughs> well, he said he was Ronald McDonald, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he acted more like the Hamburglar. Oh Going for those buns. <laughs> he burgled my ham. Dude, if he had french fries and milkshakes, he can do whatever he pleases. <laughs> Actually, I would definitely prefer if there were no clown costume. Interesting. I'm, I can't promise uh, that. Child abuse. Is there anything more funny? Yeah. No, it's basically all this show's ever about. <laughs> it's really wholesome. And by wholesome, I mean H-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. So if you couldn't tell, that is the Sterling intro for this uh, My Last Miss Bliss hosted episode. Woo! Woo! See money out. Fuck off, Miss Bliss. <laughs> I'm about to retire forever into the wild blue yonder. And this is uh, uh, Miss Bliss. Episode 11, Stevie, and we are Saved by the Bell Reviewed. So, no, I was just going to say, I was, I'm going to take the listeners behind the scenes for a second and let, a, <laughs> let them know that we originally were scheduled to do this a week earlier than when we were doing it, but then things True. got postponed. And so I watched it last week, and then I decided to watch it again this week just to refresh myself. And I live on the 14th floor of my apartment building, and that window looked pretty tempting. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I could keep watching this Miss Bliss episode, or just end it all. This was the episode I remembered the most of this season. Yeah. And I think it was because it was the (laughs) ultimate one that when it came on, I was like, ah, not this one. 
I always, I've never liked this episode. It is a ripoff of Corey Beers. Right. That's a ripoff of so many What's things. What's the first thing? It must have been like the Flintstones. They totally had like a bedrock celebrity. Well, the whole thing is, is uh, Tiffany story. It's, t- it's Tiffany, Did she right? Do that? This is the whole like is that a secret identity. She had well, a yes, secret identity. Yes, but that doesn't mean around malls, singing <laughs> songs, around and stuff, and, style, like, like hiding who she really was. I think so. Yeah. Really? Have yeah, you seen like, that I don't think her real name is Tiffany. Obsessed with Tiffany. Yeah, I think we're alone now. I like that a lot. It's it like was totally... really good. Well, okay, yeah, it's yeah, good. two people yes, who are like obsessed with her, like who just live with an obsession with her, like. And, and I don't uh, necessarily they meet each know other. It's pretty great. And she knows who they are at concerts because they're at like every one in the front row. I do. Well, one of them in particular, she has like a relationship with him because he just comes like, and bothers her whenever she, she does anything. And, and she's kind of just gotten used to it. Really yeah, I feel like that'd be like cool so. to start when you're like, oh, these people are so, you know, into my music that they keep showing up. But probably around like the hundredth time, you're like, this is fascinating documentary. Creepy. What I got from it more was that. It was scarier at first because she didn't know what they were capable of. Yeah. And then after like 15 years of kind of having <laughs> this relationship with this person, you're like, okay, they're not going to kill me. Well, yeah, I'm thinking they're more of gonna a give me weird curve, gifts yeah. every time I see them. Yeah, I was thinking it was more on like a bell curve where like it mm. starts off like, oh, cool, these people are into it. And then they're really too much into it. And then eventually you go, okay, they're not going to eat me yet. Yeah, unless they do. I know, it's, it's always on the table. Happens. Literally. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, I am your host this evening, Carolyn Main, and to my left we have... Ryan Stevie Alexander Tanner. Did you know my middle name was Stevie all this time? No. It might be true. You already have three names. I know, but they're... God. Those are my last names, because my mama was liberated. They better be your last names. <laughs> Quit they bogarting are. all the names. <laughs> Not my final names, just my last no, names. No, you gotta stop. Sorry, sorry. You got enough names. <laughs> okay, sorry. Over across several bodies of water and some ground with only two names, we have... Uh, Austin, I think I'm alone now, Gordon. And proving that he is never really alone, we've got his partner in pop stardom. I just go by the name Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> David is wearing his Chris Gaines black cowboy hat right now for He's the got... listeners. Jordan is such a like douchey cover name for a pop male pop star. He's got like these lines shaved into his eyebrows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know, guys. He seems pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I sing songs, but you don't know. My <laughs> past is a mystery, so you just fill in the blanks with whatever turns you on. <laughs> uh, can we hear a song later, maybe? <laughs> a Jordan song? Yeah, an original. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are heating up at the end game. I can't wait. So, uh, we go into the hallway, which is teeming with children. It's as popular as hotcakes or buddy bands. And what is everybody milling around for? Some pop star named Stevie. So, the Welcome Stevie banner, is that like the official first banner of the hallway? Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. So I always wondered what the first banner would say. I thought it'd be like Barnyard Dance. <laughs> but it says Welcome Stevie. 
they only get one dance at this school, remember, because of all the litigation. Oh yeah. Um, so this is the exact same setup that they use later in OG Saved by the Bell when Johnny Dakota shows up. Yeah. It's also where they are all staring one way and they walk in the other way. Well, just the like it opens with everyone excited because of, everyone, specifically Lisa, excited because a celebrity is coming to the school. It's also the same setup as the prank war or the prank thing. Yeah, the same bit where <laughs> oh, yeah. some, I wrote that down, yeah. where they're all waiting for someone and then they come in through the other side. Yeah. But Lisa figures it out a lot faster than yeah. uh, Screech did in the prank war. Not so. right away, of course, but still faster. Yeah. And I may have, I also may have just been imagining it, but I feel like the beginning of this episode, as we went from the exterior shot of the school to the kids gathered around, mm-hmm. the like classic Saved by the Bell intro surfer music was a lot more pronounced yeah and i felt like this was one of the more blown out episodes again yeah this is i wrote that down to another washed out colors episode and the extras looked really young like when they're all there's like some blonde kid with glasses like on the stairs staring at the hall waiting for stevie to come and i was like that just looks like a little kid (laughs) they are little kids ryan i know so, yeah, uh, we're all clustering around, and Screech comes through, and they're already wooing him, because they think for one brief, glimmering moment that he's important <laughs> at all. How did they mistake him for Stevie? Like, it, it only I works think... for us because we don't see Screech until he comes on screen. <laughs> <laughs> they got confused but... by the big hair. <laughs> I guess. This is the wrong kind of big hair, though. Well, and I honestly had forgotten this particular quote-unquote gag, and so when they were first setting it up, I was like, oh, I bet it's going to be Mr. Belding that comes down the hall I thought it was, again. too. And then when it was Screech, I was doubly disappointed. Because <laughs> it was Screech, and it also wasn't Mr. Belding. <laughs> <laughs> two, two strikes. Yep. And this is about where we learn that there's a bet that Zach has. Right. That he's yeah. he's going to kiss Stevie, but Lisa thinks it's crazy because Stevie goes for older guys like River Phoenix. Aww. Aww. Older dead guys. He's so old, he's a skeleton. Aww. <laughs> I knew, you know what, when that... He's an 18-year-old skeleton. When they referenced River Phoenix, I was like, out of respect, I'm not going <laughs> to make a joke. And also, these guys will... We'll race each other for who can say something horrible first. I was just wondering if A, Stevie killed River Phoenix. Damn it! <laughs> yes. Yes, she did. Or B, Zach did to eliminate more competition for kisses. No, there you go. It's not I... our fault for saying something terrible. It's the fault <laughs> of the people who killed River Phoenix and Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think... The celebrity whackers. They kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, I think... What's his name is really on to <laughs> yeah. it. God. What's his what name? Is this? Yeah. Randall... Uh, Nor- not- Tony Randall. It's not no, him. Independence Day Rand- guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy Bill Smith? No. Yes. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, yeah. Bill Pullman? No. <laughs> Does Randy Quaid have a theory in real life about celebrity murderers? Have you Judd, not heard Judd of Hirsch. it? For some Where reason, no. <laughs> Damn, it's amazing. He's right. Because they killed Heath Ledger. That, and real, Randy Quaid also doesn't pay his taxes, so he's got uh, a lot of problems. Mary McDonald. Yeah, he, Why did they kill Heath Ledger? He fled to uh, Canada because of celebrity killers, not because of tax evasion. That's the, But one hand washes the other. It's true. So... <laughs> 
So. <laughs> so, we are in the hallway and we're having a great old time and freaking who rolls in but some person with huge hair. This is the biggest wig I've ever seen. It's like a red triangle with crimping in it. At least it's supposed to be a wig though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bought it at first too. I don't know why. Like it's it's a wig it's a wig both for mm-hmm. the actress and the character that she's playing yeah. at this moment. In fairness to yeah. Ca- Carol, I also did buy that they may have wanted us to think that that was... Right. Yeah. I liked yeah. the super abrupt transition yeah. to the credits. She's like, hey guys, I'm Stevie. Yeah, when yeah. I wake up in the morning, I was like, whoa. Lisa's <laughs> like, oh, we're waiting for her. It's Stevie. Yeah, like she didn't even finish the E on the Stevie. Schools. I'll take as much of that action as I can get. <laughs> we'll see who washes whose. Manager says I'm only supposed to people under 21. I have a note later on. I feel like this is an episode where, even more so than usual for Miss Bliss, where they just like shot the episode and then every 10 minutes dropped in a commercial. Yeah. I wonder, do you think it was longer and then they cut it for syndication and they just didn't give a shit? Oh, that could be. Because I suppose if this aired originally on, like, the Disney Channel, it probably didn't even have commercial breaks. Maybe at the time. It, I feel like they must have, because these shows are so designed for these commercial act yeah, breaks. Yeah, it's hard to say, because, like, I'm pretty sure back in the day, like, because Disney Channel was, a, like, HBO in terms of being, like, a premium channel that yeah, you specifically paid for. Right. And so I feel like most of the stuff on it back in its its heyday was commercial free. I think it still had commercials, but it was for, like, other Disney programming. Yeah, but stuff. it was, I want to say it was, like, between things, like Maybe. HBO does. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, it's know. been a long time since I watched that. <laughs> well, I'd be interested, like, if any listener remembers watching Good Morning Miss Bliss when it aired, and if it was different, like, in its editing or in its music or anything yeah, from what definitely. we're seeing. Yeah, definitely. If anyone out there watched this, not as a repackage Saved by the Bell, but, like, on the Disney channel as Good Morning Miss Bliss, let us know. Yeah, but we're asking for people not only to have remembered that they watched it but then to actually know what the show what was happening like shit i'd settle for anyone who was like yeah i watched on the disney <laughs> channel because i don't know that any of those people exist yeah. for i know i'd settle for a vague recollection <laughs> yeah i think they probably did that do you think that when they aired it originally on the disney channel every five episodes there would be an older zach bumper <laughs> from the future <laughs> no one got it at the time it was really layers you know they're setting stuff yeah. up it was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of time, it is 3.15 and school's out. We are informed by a very obtrusive and tardy Miss Bliss voiceover. And we are inside her head, and she's tired as fuck. <laughs> and yeah, Miss, she's, Miss Bliss is, uh, she's kind of where we're at at this point. Yeah, yeah. Which one of us has the most vigor? I'm putting up a brave face because I'm on the way out. See <laughs> Money's last ride on hosting the Bliss, dude, dude. So yeah, uh, Zach and Nikki come in, and they are having a huge fight. And over a 
over a sex bet. This is our first. Yeah. Uh, right. This is our first Saved by the Bell sex bet. Yeah. Right. Here we are fully officially doing the bet, and uh, Miss Bliss doesn't condone gambling, but in this case, <laughs> she wants in on the action. Yeah. Well, I also. <laughs> It's. I feel like it's poor word choice when Zach's talking about <laughs> kissing somebody, and then Miss Bliss says she wants all the in on all the action yeah. she can get yeah. or something. And you, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess well, I, she's not saying Mister Morris anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also I also love that her problem with the scenario <laughs> is that they're gambling in school, not that the goal of the bet is to trick a girl into kissing Zach. Mm-hmm. Right. It just doesn't occur to anyone who works on this show that there's anything wrong with those kinds of scenarios. Like, that's what's really sad about it. Is it's just like, oh yeah, I mean, if if you could trick a girl into kissing you, that's on her. And that that's just like a normal thing. That's just boys will be boys. That's yeah. always how it's treated, even all through college. No, but yeah. I mean, that's sitcom 101 right like oh it totally is i mean it's it's this is not this is not a a limited to save by the bell or or good morning miss bliss it is that that's a pretty standard trope in tv of the 80s that like oh boys will be boys they're tricking girls that don't like them into kissing them uh i don't think it stopped in the 80s austin well yeah you're right it didn't stop in the 80s Right? That's rape culture. This mm, yeah. show celebrates it. We are mired in it. And Miss Bliss is not woke. <laughs> I like that he kissed her poster and thought that that would win him yeah, the bet. I think he's technicality. I admi- yeah, I admire his pursuit of a technicality. <laughs> I'm just going to let uh, the canon be that it's a kiss. I'm just not wanted, even going to touch it. Uh, I wanted to see him kiss a boy in his class named Stevie. <laughs> uh, be like, you didn't clarify which Stevie, because her name is just Stevie. What if he kissed Stevie Nicks? <laughs> That's so unlikely. That's even more unlikely than an in-universe celebrity. I like how it'd be harder to get Stevie Nicks than Stevie. He accomplishes it, but then it's still not satisfying the bet. That would be awesome. Stevie Nicks is so too good for this show. Are you kidding? I know. I'm not arguing with you. Anymore. I just, she's just. Oh, I just want her dresses. I just want to wear all her witch dresses. So good. So, yeah, uh, Miss Bliss does condone gambling in the instance that she can get some side action. And uh, Zach Morris doesn't want to wash his gym clothes for two years. So it's another great laundry bet. That's fun. That's a high-stakes bet. <laughs> does anyone not believe, like, does anyone really believe that Zach's mom doesn't just do his laundry <laughs> for him? No, I don't. Well, well, not like, Nikki's mom would do her laundry, too, right? Also, also true. If there's anyone in this cast who's parents aren't doing their laundry it's mike <laughs> yes. i know definitely so their moms are really the ones that have a lot riding on this <laughs> what bed. if they're in on it like they're completely on board with these bats <laughs> they have to be Zach's mom's just like god i'm fucking sick of washing those gym shorts <laughs> you know who'd be happy to wash the clothes for them is mr belding he'd hand wash every pair of zach morris's shorts yeah, over and over and over that's again that's not all he'd do with the shorts but you know what else he'd dirty them then he'd wash them again <laughs> The rinse cycle. So who runs into the classroom but Stevie herself, and she looks so much more eighties than the lady in Howard the Duck. Leah Thompson. She's eighties incarnate. Right? She, she looks more eighties than a sign that says Happy New Year nineteen eighty five. And she runs into high because some nerd is trying to get her to sign his bug collection with them titties. And I guess, were we supposed to assume it was Screech, or was it just yeah, whoever? Yeah, but they don't like care it, enough right? to tell us. 
I kind of like that they just leave it to us to be like, oh, she means Screech. It could be Herbert Hodas if he what if existed. It was Herbert Hodas? <laughs> what if there's a young Herbert Hodas? Think about that. Where in the world is real life Herbert Hodas? <laughs> Herbert Hodas, year one. That's but what he I looks know. just like regular Herbert Hodas. <laughs> just shorter. Like, I don't think Herbert Hodas, yeah, he just gets taller. <laughs> I think otherwise he looks exactly the same at all times. Maybe that's what happened to him is that he got so tall that he just floated into space. <laughs> Why I mean, he like just grows like a normal person? He just oh. his look doesn't change. I'm not sure. I really wish that we could ever find out where Herbert Hoda. We're almost out of episodes. And we still have. No, I don't, we don't think we're gonna. We don't even have a lead. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna like periodically release a new episode called "Hey, has anyone heard from real life Herbert Hoda?" <laughs> Let's talk about the, how we feel. We're gonna launch that next podcast next. Look yeah. forward to tell us anything about Herbert Hoda. We were closest when we had Sylvester, and he didn't want to be on our show. We almost got a hold of Sylvester. Yeah, and it would have been magical. He chose not to respond to us. Someone, yeah, sent a message to his big cell phone, and then he deleted it. Boop. Know. We tried. We tried. I stole his uh, gym shorts. And <laughs> <laughs> and then what, David? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say Jordan. what happened between me and the gym shorts, but I got caught by Sylvester, and then he didn't want to be on the show. So, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> That's why laundry bets are maybe not so smart. Exactly. And we have Tiffany, a.k.a. Stevie, and Miss Bliss reminiscing. Apparently, they were students and teachers a long time ago. And a.k.a. Carleen Morkin. Colleen. Colleen. Oh, Colleen. Carleen is in a name. There's yeah, it's a like Carleen. Quit, quit <laughs> making up names, Ryan. <laughs> I, Alexander I Tanner. Growing up. Sure. Sure, my middle name is Stevie. <laughs> you have too many names. <laughs> Colleen Morton, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and do you remember the creepy ass fuck uh, science teacher that liked I dissecting hated things? Him. Was that Mr. He Morton? Was, he was Mr. Oh, Morton. Was totally so is this like his daughter? Whoa! How did his daughter turn out like a pop star, and he's a mad scientist? Because he made him from teeny bopper parts. Yeah. Did she put? She made him the lab of clone parts. Yeah. The way I see it, there's only two possible options. Stevie is Mr. Morton's daughter, or the writing staff is really lazy. <laughs> and they only know one name. And they only know, like, one additional last name. Well, all I know for sure is that Mr. Morton is the subject of my sentence, and what the predicate says, he does. <laughs> Later, uh-huh. Stevie says that... Austin got it. She is Miss Bliss's niece. I think that's just a lie. Yeah. So that's just that was a, a false lie. con. Okay. That's just something she told somebody before she felt them up. Well, because when yeah. she said it, I was like, did I miss that earlier? Is that the relationship? Yeah, I think, or I think that was just supposed to cover for the fact that she's staying with Miss Bliss. So she's a liar. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> she masquerades as a pop star named Stevie. Her entire career is built on a lie, right? All a lie. So Stevie's hella rich, and she's sick of living in hotel rooms, so Miss Bliss invites her to stay at her creepy Miss Bliss house, so we're going back to that shit. The Sizzler. The Sizzler. It's a sitcom I don't know. It's a sitcom. I don't know why. But just how (laughs) everything, like, as soon as there's some sort of celebrity or fake celebrity in this case, like, everybody seems to just have some sort of relationship with that celebrity. Well, someone has to. I mean, they at least set up that she went to this school and had Miss Bliss as a teacher. But at the same time, I'm like, I had some teachers like in high school that I hung out with a fair amount and got along with. But I wouldn't like if I came in from out of town and went back to school, I don't think I'd be like, can I crash at your house? 
Yeah. Like my most favorite teacher of all time. I don't think I'd ever be like, I'm going to stay at your house while I'm in town. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Yeah. Especially when if she's in, you know, Miss Bliss is a middle school teacher. So theoretically, she would have had her at most for one year. But Miss Bliss is a really special teacher. I guess that's how special she is. I have a question for you guys. All right. Okay. Do you think that they just wrote this? Do you think they tried to get a famous person to do this role and couldn't? Or do you think that they didn't even bother? I don't think they bothered. Yeah, I think it was a case of they didn't even think they could get a famous person. Like, so they didn't try. You don't think they wrote it for Stevie Nicks? No. (laughs) I definitely don't think they wrote it for Stevie Nicks. I mean, they might... My, it's the my Disney question. Channel, so you wonder if they would have looked in in house. But I don't know if Disney had anybody at the time. Yeah, this I think is before. this is before Disney's newest crop of celebrity child pop star clones. Yeah, had come through before Ryan Gosling. Well, how old was Britney? It could have been Britney, she, but she wasn't. She's younger than right these guys. Yet. She wasn't nah, Britney. You know, she may have been in the Mickey yeah. Mouse Club, but she wasn't right. like Britney Spears. Like nobody. But knew Britney's younger was. than us. She would have been like six at this point. Yeah, Britney would have been too young for this. But I, my question is whether or not they had any aspirations of Stevie becoming a thing in her own right. Yeah. Oh. Well, they go like, to. We'll talk a lot, I'm sure, yeah. about her performance later. But like the way, the way that like Disney Channel's. Well, I mean, like you know, Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, and that became a TV show, and then that turned into like an actual like kind of career for her as like a actual person and not the character and right. you wonder if they were going to try to like do something like that but the land the landscape back then was so different too it's hard to tell yeah i don't think the mold or the factory was perfected yet this is a yeah. prototype stabbing but they do go to the trouble of ha- having a performance for her and like that's an original song she performs right well that's just because original songs are cheap <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah then it's a question of was the song there to promote something or was it there because they ran out of time and they're like let's just fill the last three minutes i always err on filler yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a pretty muzaki kind of song don't talk about the song yeah way. yeah i found it pretty catchy <laughs> we'll get to we'll it. get there right emergency so we go to the office and David Bitts is humming it. And we go to the office, and the bell dog and the Milo are just kissing yeah, Stevie's ass. It's creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was frustrated by this because, although it's funny that she gets his name wrong, she calls him Mr. Spalding. And Mr. Spelling. Yeah. But then, Spalding's like, this is Milo Williams. That's his last name. Now we know. But there's no further... Con- this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to really <laughs> finally clarify specifically what this yeah, guy's job is. This would have been the opportunity to be like, this is Milo Williams, the head of our custodial department. Instead, but Milo like, just like... Milo Williams. Checks her, like, I fucks her. <laughs> and then it's yeah, like, I liked your song about holding a hand in a car or whatever. <laughs> that's what he says. That's what he, like, Yeah, no, it is. I'm laughing because that's like, like, almost mm-hmm. literally the line. Then he just struts out of there and you're like, you could have been more of a pedophile there, Milo. I'm sorry. <laughs> if that's coming from David, you know you need to watch it. <laughs> I'm also having a hard time getting a read on how old Stevie is supposed to be. 17. Didn't they say like 19. Oh, they say? Yes, 17? they say 17. Oh, did they say 17? Yes. I totally missed that. I mean, because, I mean, obviously she's. Not, I mean, she's older than the main characters, but 
old enough to be going to college, but at the same time, I'm like, well, she could be, you know, in her twenties and going to college. But I also don't know how old the actress was when she filmed this. Oh, what Uh, do we know about the actress? (laughs) Spoiler alert. We don't know much. (laughs) She is one of her, the actress's name is Suzanne Tara. And she is one of those poor souls on IMDb that doesn't have a photo next to her. She couldn't even screen grab this bliss. But she was so, Stevie. Her total credits, uh, <laughs> two, four, six. Does it just eight. say this episode and then four years at Notre Dame? Yeah. <laughs> she has ten things to her credit. Well, that's, not, well, that's nine more than I thought. <laughs> uh, General Hospital, something oh. called the Danger Zone. I was going to ask if I could guess, and that would have been my first guess would have been yeah. General Hospital. Now we don't believe you. Oh, I know. She was in a movie called Deadly Prey, huh. which based on the poster on her IMDb page looks like a sort of like mid-80s Rambo ripoff, Ooh. like trying to capitalize on anything. But reading the names on the bottom of the movie poster, there is not a single name there that I've ever heard of before. Will you read us the names? Cameron Mitchell, <laughs> Troy Donahue, Troy Donahue, Ted Pryor, Fritz Matthews, David Campbell, and Don Abraham. Oh, Don uh, Abraham. You let's, don't know any of that. Let's look up all their... <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I, well, isn't Troy Donahue, as for you, Troy Donahue, I know what you want to do? No. I... <laughs> From Greece? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Uh, right. Then she was in this, an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Episode of what? Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that again. I just watched, we talked about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 the other day, mm-hmm. or a couple episodes ago, and I just watched that, and it was super gay. It's yeah, the gayest. It's the gayest. It was truly very gay. Yeah. Yeah. Truly gay. Yeah. No, I know what gay is. <laughs> I wore my gay-tinted glasses, and I saw it through new eyes. Uh, she was an extra, it looks like, on, on the Ferris Bueller TV show. Oh, oh, that boy. was short-lived. She had a uh, two-episode stint on Doogie Hauser, MD. Did she play a speculum? Mm. Although, I to be fair, I don't <laughs> know if she was the same character, because one episode she's credited as Dana, and another episode she's credited as Candy Striper. Mm. Oh, she got demoted. Was she horny when she was a Candy Striper? Uh, if Saved by the Bell has taught me anything, yeah. it's that she was. <laughs> Yeah, was she listed as horny candy striper? On a character page on IMDb, there'll be a little icon on the right that'll show you how horny they yeah, were. It's like what a scale. does it look like? Is it, a, is it a bone? It's like a thermometer. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her yeah. final credit to her name is in 1995, playing the role of female student in an episode of 90210. Oh, that's a nice place for you. Oh, do you remember her? Were you like, oh, wait, I yeah. remember her walking out I of the I don't. I even looked up which episode it was that she was in, and I'm like, oh, I remember that episode, but she, uh, whatever. I mean, she's a female student. That It was when they were in college, so there was lots of female students running around. You remember when she one of the extras started singing <laughs> Emergency Hotline? So good. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so long story short, her IMDb page doesn't even list, like, her birth date or anything like that, like most of them do. So I have no idea how old, like, the actress even was when she filmed this. Well, let's just hope that she was old enough that she got paid well for yeah, it. Yeah, that's for sure. Or if that even works. I don't know. How much do you think she got paid for this episode? I would guess, like, $20,000. Three. <laughs> I have no idea, like, what... 1500 Yeah, like, I just don't even know what a relative pay grade would be for a show at this time. 
We should ask Henry Brown to play Lisa's dad. Yeah. What'd you get paid? No, we shouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, then right. I guess we'll never know. That's our one <laughs> chance. Better just to speculate. Call him right now. All right, I will. I don't know if it'd be rude to ask him this, but I would be curious, does he get residuals or not? Yeah, or... probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. It's just a question. Because, like, part of me always assumes actors get residuals, but then I realize yeah, they probably got, like, $4,000. Yeah, growing up, growing yeah, up, my next-door neighbor's right. dad played the goalie in Slapshot, but not, Whoa. but not like, the actual actor that was the goalie. He was yeah. the goalie that did the actual hockey yeah he was like uh, the stunt hockey double. stuff so and he figure. would get residual checks for that like every few months That's like awesome. i don't oh, yeah. i never <laughs> found out how much they were but he i did. mean he lived next door to me it was like he was making a ton of money off of it yeah they're probably like 60 dollar checks yeah. it was probably oh it's probably yeah, like a dollar 20 or something like, you know, yeah like yeah. 50 cents it's just yeah. cracked me up every few months he'd get a residual check from playing the stunt goalie in Slapshot. <laughs> It's Belle, but you can call me I called you when I was going to school here, and you sent me to detention for a week. <laughs> Excuse me, Stevie, this is Milo Wiggins. I'm a fan of yours. I love your records, especially that one about holding in a beauty. <laughs> I would like to sing my song to one person at JFK. Oh, really? What a great idea. I am flattered. So, so we are still in the office, and one very special fucking student is going to win a song by Stevie, and I just wonder who it's going to be. Well, I can tell you one of five kids it's going to be, that's for sure. I want you guys to watch for, as though we're watching this now and not earlier <laughs> the signed stevie posters in the background okay because pretty much every scene that poster will just be like floating in the background somewhere it's there's one in the office there's one in the cafeteria when they're at their lockers oh there's the one poster the of stevie mm-hmm. yeah i definitely clocked it it's because they made one and they just reused it in every scene don't mm. spoil the magic austin <laughs> i'm sure they used a the whole kinko's for 12 hours to get their props done why why is she doing her final concert at JFK? Because uh, that's where the president was shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trying to honor a great American. Have some respect. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of how attached I was to my middle school, and the answer is not. Zero. None. Zero. Not at all. Not No attachment. I didn't care about <laughs> Like She has a high school. She no, dude, she went to become a pop star. Right? She never went to high school. That's... So how'd you get into college then? She's rich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Canon accepted there. I can. Yeah, that, that was my thought too, David. Was like, if you're gonna go back to like any school to like honor it with some sort of like big moment from your career, I feel like it would be high school because if, I mean, no matter what, there's like an arc to your career and like the trajectory mm-hmm. of your skills, and I feel like you'd step back to the place right before you took off and that would be high school not middle school unless as ryan is suggesting she just never went to high school yeah and she just paid her way into notre dame it could be any of those things ryan ryan yeah. she didn't pay her way into notre dame she's not a sport ball player oh 
They don't. They can't make any money off of just having this secret pop star in their school. No, but she just paid the tuition. Yeah, I, lots of people could pay the tuition. That's well, not enough to get I don't chance. know about that. <laughs> a lot of people can get loans, I guess, but. Yeah. Can just... They don't care. They don't care what you did to get the money, as long as they're getting the money. <laughs> true. Yeah, you got to break some kneecaps. So we go to the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and Lisa is in charge of the newspaper class, and she has awarded herself the honor of interviewing Stevie for newspaper class. And Nikki's there, and she has opinions too. And I, isn't this the exact same plot that Lisa got in the Johnny Dakota episode? I guess it is. I can't. Where she was like tasked with, mm-hmm. she was like tasked with interviewing him, but was too nervous to do it. So she brought Jesse along to read the questions to him, and that's her whole setup here is that she wants Nikki to come along in case she gets too nervous to ask her the questions herself. I can't remember because I was too high. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should be doing: is getting high on life right now. Yeah, and then also we've got Miss Bliss and who? That's right, Tina. They are talking shit about uh, Stevie and how she's a slob. Well, I think before that, yeah. is that where they see the newspaper? That Zach yes. Beyond newspaper? Of punk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it says like, Stevie to sing song to God uh-huh. or something uh-huh. like that. And then and they're like, what's that? And then Mikey's like, well, the print shop ran out of H's. It's supposed to be hunk. And I'm like, that's not a solution. <laughs> like, you can't just substitute letters with other letters. You got to figure something else out. Put up another... Choose another word, maybe? Go with word. boy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I guess they're using old-fashioned letterpress to print their students. Yeah, well, that's the well, no, 80s, I'm picturing, you know? I'm picturing, like, kids in the newspaper class, like, in the bowels of the school... Like pushing, pushing the <laughs> wheels the down. Wheel? Yeah, the, totally. Yeah. How come we never see the bowels of the school? They don't even. Well, they don't go to class. They're just newsies <laughs> yeah. that are uh, like forced to uh, work for. And they like talk about suspenders and the paperboy hats. And, yeah. yeah. Let's hear about yeah. them. And they're trying to form a union, but the school won't let them. Penny a pipe, governor. I wonder how they're doing. Uh, not well. No, no. Um, they all have rickets. <laughs> They'll shine your boots exactly. for a tuppence. I also like how they've recontextualized Stevie's whole thing. Like the idea was she's going to sing a song to one lucky student, and then in the next scene, we've it's apparently been decided that it will be a quote unquote hunk. And they, and they made yeah. that change. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure just to get in the hunk gunk gang. Well, that's just what the media fucking does. They just spin it, you know, <laughs> anything to get people to read school newspapers. And how this song being sung automatically means Nick or Stevie's going to kiss. It shouldn't the mean that, too. but I mean, well, guess we'll see how it shakes out. But for the record, an eighteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old woman shouldn't be kissing eleven-year-old people, children. Well, don't say that. I'm saying that. It's hold wrong. Your, hold your tongue. The show is wrong. <laughs> Um, I like how it's like, the article is like, and also she's going to kiss them, which will really benefit anyone who's made a bet that they can kiss Stewie. (laughs) (laughs) That was an important piece of information for that article. So then Screech Uh, does the, like, pump you up thing, like from uh, SNL, which I think is the first just completely blatant theft of a bit from another show. 
Yeah, I wrote that down too. I was yeah. like, first gag theft? Yeah, I think it is. I was also really surprised. I guess I didn't realize that uh, the Hans and Franz SNL bit was like that integrated yeah, in pop culture. Yeah, I think culture. it came the... out like 91, 92, 93. And yeah, it was, that was yeah, all but this over. Is, this is I like mean, this is well before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, because that's, I always thought of it as like a early, early 90s, like 90, 91, 92 maybe. Yeah. But this is the point where, like, not only have they done it, apparently, but they've done it enough that other writers are comfortable ripping Screech it off. And stole it? Think no other people Screech know what they're talking it? about. And that actually SNL stole it from Screech? No. It's the only solution. No, I, I really don't. I'll hear no other suggestions. Thank You're you. crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Dust, Dustin Diamond auditioned for SNL with that material. Yeah. And... and they're like, get out of here, kid. We're stealing that bit. <laughs> So, yeah, then we go to Tina and Bliss, and they're reminiscing, and Stevie's a teenage slob, same as she ever was. And why is Miss Bliss always living with these other ladies who just show up? I don't know. Because she lives in a house called the Sizzler? Because her husband's dead, and she's lonely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so what's happening in the Sizzler with a 17-year-old I don't girl think, anyway? I think you're going to violate your probation, David. David. <laughs> David, this is why I tried to find out how old the actress was, so I would know how comfortable we could be making these kind of jokes, and I was thwarted in my efforts. Yeah, thanks for nothing, IMDb. Now we don't know where we are on the side of the law. Common ailment for us. Terrible. What are we doing? (laughs) So, yeah, and for some reason, Zach Morris is sure that he's going to be that gunka gunka burning love that Stevie serenades. And you know what? He probably is. Yeah, we're yeah we're seeing Zach. Everything goes his way, right? I'm just saying that's the yeah. birth of it, right? Nothing exciting, no nothing <laughs> funny here. Let's move on. And uh, Nikki just thinks that Stevie likes publicity too much, but who cares, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was an odd comment. Right? Like I don't know. Well, I feel like they just have to have Nikki yeah. be the buzzkill. Like, everyone's excited about Stevie, and she has to be like, well, but she's a celebrity whore, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. <laughs> and so forth. And and such and such. So we go to Mrs. Bliss's weird, spooky, dusty, doily, sizzler house, and there's a lady in there. <laughs> and who is she? She's some weird blonde lady. Oh, it's Stevie, and she doesn't have the wig, and she's Colleen. I didn't recognize her with her normal hair. Yeah, I didn't know what we were doing. I'm like, does Miss Bliss have a daughter? Are they going to throw that in? How's the daughter going to get along with Tiffany? I mean, Stevie. And then they were the same person. She's a lot. She's She was. She's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, she's a lot more attractive out of her, like, Tina Turner, Tiffany getup. I strongly disagree. <laughs> I'm torn. Big, I mean... giant, horrible hair. Most attractive feature. <laughs> That, that may have also been why I was trying to come up with what her age was when she filmed this, because I was like, she's attractive. Am I a dirty man? Austin, the that's the most yes, polite way to talk about how dirty well, you wait, are. Wait, wait, wait. Regardless know, of her age, Austin. The answer to that is yes, but in this particular instance. No. Austin is a dirty birdie. <laughs> it's just funny how much, like, she... What? Every time I... <laughs> what do you... Every time I walk by some bushes... I expect to see Austin jerking off in there. And the few times that I don't, I always feel disappointed. Well, he's had a baby, you know. He's got to slow stay down, home slow more. down. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm tired. Yeah. No, just how she looks much better without being dolled up than 
when she is, I guess, is yeah. the short version. Yeah, she just looks normal. Yeah. She looks kind of like a scary Halloween costume when she's wearing all those 80s things at once. Yeah. I like it. And maybe it's just my lack of not being living in the 80s at the moment. Yeah, you should work on that. Like, yeah. I'll Thank try you, I'll do finally. my best. <laughs> um, so, Stephanie, I mean, Tiffany, I mean, Stevie, this one broad, Colleen, has gotten into college at Notre Dame. So, fuck you, pop stardom. I like when she tells Miss Bliss that she got in. Miss Bliss is like, Notre Dame. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Notre Dame. Yeah, we don't know how she has the transcripts. Notre Dame, why? That's quite smashing. We don't know how her education has been on the road. Dude, she's rich and famous. You can get into any school if you're a celebrity. Yes. Now, she got that news from her parents, correct? She was on the phone with them? Right. Presumably, because then, because then she's like, "I wish my parents were here so they could help me." I'm like, "You were just talking to them. Ask them whatever you want." Oh, I thought they were dead. <laughs> no, they're living in Vanna White's old house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Like I don't know what, and well, it's a, it's something that doesn't go anywhere anyways. Because she says, "I wish my parents were here to help me," and the Miss is like, "I'm here. I will help you." Then they start scissoring, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> And, that, <laughs> and that's not really a plot line that goes anywhere, so no. I don't even know why putting it in there was necessary. But secondly, like, you could just call your parents and ask them, like, you just learned you were going, you don't need to do anything but David, in the next, like, two days. talking to her parents over the phone is not <laughs> as cinematically interesting as talking it over with someone in the same room with you. Mm-hmm. So she no, wishes her parents were there so that she could have that conversation. Instead, she has to have it with Miss Bliss. Well, even though, should... uh, even though it doesn't really matter because like she makes that decision off camera anyway to go to school <laughs> and give up her career and whatnot. She should learn that she's on Saved by the Bell and parents don't get cast us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She's lucky that she even got to mention their existence. Yeah. Miss Bliss is the mommy now. She's the mommy of all of us. <laughs> For right now, I wouldn't mind if she was my mom. Well, I love my mom too. Though. <laughs> what if you could have Miss Bliss and your mom as co-moms, like Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> my mom's married to Miss Bliss. <laughs> Is this a true statement? Ryan? No, my I mean, mom Never married know. to a woman, but it's not. It's definitely not Miss Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> On the chin. Is Haley Mills still alive? Uh, I think so. I'll look it up. Talk about yourselves. Okay. Hey, 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 what is going on here? Just go to igg.me slash at slash sbtvreviewed. Or go to the sbtbreview.com website. It's so simple, even Screech can't screw it. Thanks, gang. Well, I'm off to chase an armadillo out of the tennis court. Support Saved by the Bell Reviewed on Indiegogo. It's not the choice of idiots. No, I didn't know who I was. I just wish my parents were here to help. Yeah, I'll take their place. It's cool. <laughs> do, 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 do.
And Zach and Screech hustle Lisa for all that intel about Stevie. And what's up with her? She likes lost causes. She's pretty much Sarah McLaughlin with her own sad pet commercial. God, I fucking so hate those commercials. Scree- they're sad. <laughs> Just because they make you sad. Yeah, they do. And they go on for like 15 minutes. Yeah, you got to switch the channel. Yeah. Or remember when Sally Struthers used to do those commercials? Well, yeah, but well, like those were human beings. Yeah, human beings. I didn't say they were humans. I'm saying they were sad and like 15 minutes long, and also it was hard to take S- Sally Struthers seriously because she had like a cartoon voice. Sally Struthers seriously. You can try saying that ten times fast. I know she sells Sally Struthers serious seashell clocks down by the seashore. So yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's not so dead. dead animals. Yeah, yeah, she's alive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's still alive. Like 80, almost 80 years old now. Wow. She's going to outlive us all. Yeah. Did you know that Angela Lansbury is still alive? That's good, too. 70 years <laughs> old. Sorry, my math sucks. I thought she was dead. And then Lauren <laughs> pointed her out at the Tonys, and I'm like, it's a miracle! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was in that darn cat. Good job, uh, Haley Mills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was just in a movie, a TV series a couple years ago. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Was that the name of the series, yeah. or are we just trying? Yeah. So, both Screech and Zach think that lost causes sound like them, but Zach might go off and do something to rig the hunk prize. Yeah, is Screech the kind of lost cause she, Stevie would I be mean, in? I mean, if what? you could pinpoint would... a disease on him that made him that way, yes. But it's just yeah. that that's how he is. Well, he isn't that's even a... that bad at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He does mention his bugs, though, right? Like, he feeds his bugs the same thing Stevie likes or something. Uh... Yeah. It's like a grown... Let's so, so, she's a pop star, right? It's really hard not to think of her as a grown woman. And why are they having a grown woman, like, kiss... A middle schooler. That doesn't... We had plenty of assemblies in middle school and no one ever got fucking kissed. Women are just for kissing, Carol. Ryan, you're awful. I know. <laughs> I know. I got kissed at every school assembly. <laughs> I know. They wouldn't stop kissing me at the assemblies. <laughs> now the David Bitsenhofer gets kissed by the principal assembly. <laughs> Everyone gather around. Always the principal. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Hit the bells while it happens. Tang, tang, tang. Mr. Spaulding is going to kiss David. <laughs> And everyone learned about art that way. So we go to Mr. Belding's weird office, and Stevie is there, and she is out of her wig. So at first, Belding's like, get the fuck out of here, you adolescent. But then she's like, no, I'm this person. He's like, oh, I need a autograph. She gets his name wrong, and then he lies that it's going to be his wife, except she's going to sign it to Richard. And then when she signs it, Mr. Belding makes this noise that, it's an orgasm noise, there's no other way to put it. (laughs) You may not have noticed her because there was an attracting shot of her ass going across the room. Oh, it was the ass lady (laughs) But the blonde that works in the office was in the background. She's like, Yeah, she was there. Yep. I wonder what lady ass's job is. I think she's a secretary. Maybe she's the king of the janitors. <laughs> Maybe. She has Milo's job. Milo's the king of the janitors. <laughs> Is he? I just don't know. 
Milo is the like Milo is the front for the king of the janitor. So if anyone gets assassinated, it's Milo. But she's really the brains behind the operation and the ass and the ass. David, are you trying to suggest that the school would only <laughs> accept a black man as the king of the janitors? <laughs> I'm saying being king of the janitors puts a target on your back, and if you're smart, you don't accept that title publicly. I hope everyone got that because. That's dangerous as fuck. And so Stevie has announced that she found her hunk and he's a super sad boy. And then we look in the text and it is Zach Morris and he's dying from Zach Morris disease. And Mr. Belling just falls for it hook, line, and sinker. Like, where has he been the past ten episodes? (laughs) Just walking by. Previous previous episodes have already established that Belding is wise to Zach's game. Like yeah. this is this isn't even like a oh Belding's a goof off in this show and he doesn't realize that Zach is a troublemaker. Like they've established previously that he's well aware that Zach is a kid who pulls this kind of crap. You guys, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does it suit the plot? <laughs> <laughs> is this kind of? Apparently, yeah, I feel it like... just adds about three minutes to the plot. Of yeah, I feel like they could have done everything that happens in this episode without ever getting Mr. Belding involved. Belding is very beholden to the plot. Like, he's as smart or as dumb as he needs to be at a given <laughs> yeah, that's, moment. That is certainly true. And is this, like, the student newspaper that has this article? I'm not even sure what we're reading here. Well, this is, like, Belding is reading a letter that Stevie received right. via her agent from Zach's doctor. I guess. Who I I assume his name is like Dr. Amanda Hug and Kiss mm. or something. Dr. Mario. And Dr. Uh, Mario. somehow he found Stevie's agent's address and wrote this letter. I mean, I guess there wasn't even time to use the postal service. Yeah, he had to go walk it to the house of the agent. Yeah, no, I wondered, I wondered about the passage of time here. Like, is Stevie just encamped for weeks at this school or... <laughs> I know ne- it's always baffling how long things you can never tell how long anything's going <laughs> Has on. Has it been a week or a month? It's, it's like a Las Vegas casino. Because, like, theoretically, yeah. Zach would have like written the letter and then had to have mailed it to the agent. The agent would have had to have read it amidst all of the other fan mail that Stevie gets, then forwarded it to Stevie because the implication seems to be they are not in the same place at this point. And then Stevie gets the letter, reads it, and makes this decision. Well, we, I guess she made a lot of money, so that might blow my theory to shit. But, I mean, we assume she gets a lot of fan mail, but what if this is a case where she's only famous to JFK high school, or middle school? Yeah, I don't think she would have been able to buy Vanna White's old estate for her parents if she was only JFK famous. Well, and she wouldn't travel the world, either. <laughs> but do we know yeah, that she did these things? We just know that she said that she did these things. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You are right about that. We don't have any textual evidence of all of these things. I We're taking her, her word for it. <laughs> I got a bridge that I can tell you, too. I don't know why, but just deep down inside, I believe her. <laughs> and also on the letter, we have the note that it's okay to kiss Zach Morris because his dead baby Zach Morris disease is not mouth contagious. He's got like, kids. How, how does that not clue someone in that something fishy is going on? And also it says in the letter that he does anal rimming. <laughs> also the letters all like written it's all like glued together letters from magazines from magazine. and it's just like misspelled and, and at the end it just says like love Zach's doctor yeah 
So we go to Miss Bliss's class, and Mr. Belldog announces that Zach Morris is the baby superstar winner over the loudspeaker, like mm-hmm. classic Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And Nikki's on to Zach, but no one else is, so he goes out in the hallway where Milo repeatedly threatens to kill Zach Morris to frickin' death. Well, he's, like, what? saying all these accidental euphemisms for him. No, he's like, I will kill you. Let's silence you. Let's end your deal. He says, you're a dead man, and then he's gonna, he says, are we gonna bury him for breaking the rules or what? And then he's guilted for it. Alright, let's go over this. A, Milo stops Zach in the hall, and he's like, where are you going? And before Zach can even answer anything, he just starts going like, you're gonna be dead. I know! It's not normal at all. I'm like, first, let Zach finish his sentence. But second, where the hell were you a minute ago when this announcement went over the loudspeaker to let you know that Zach Morris is going to Mr. Belding's office? Exactly. I don't know why Milo is bothering with Zach. I guess if he's a janitor, that makes Zach a piece of trash. Ooh. So, so Mr. Belding rolls up and then whispers into Milo's ear that... Zach Morris is dead, perfect baby disease, and he's gonna die in the night. Yeah, and well, and then, okay, I've yeah. never known somebody who is dying, and I've never been dying myself, hence I'm Well, here. you're dying very slowly, David, right now, actually. <laughs> well, I guess we're all dying very slow. Well, you guys, I still don't believe that. I think I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like that'd be a little private thing that maybe Mr. Belding should That's keep That's why he whispered in the ear. He's like, psh, psh, psh. That's... Yeah, he's just oh, so it's okay as long as you just whisper yeah, you to, to whisper. everybody. It's on a whisper level of confidentiality. <laughs> and then, spoiler alert! Then Zach says, "Like, uh, let's keep this on the down low." But then he still tells Miss Bliss too, and I'm like, "And Melding of course, is a terrible person." <laughs> That's true. And of course, Zach's lying, so it's not like I have sympathy for Zach. But if Mister Belly truly believes this, then he's just acting like a shithead, right? So we go to the auditorium, and now Stevie is in the most 80s of 80s outfits you could ever 80s an outfit. She's got the triangle crinkle hair, that little, like, high skirt with the lace, and, like, a weird jacket with a hundred things on no, it. No, it's, it's like the 80s threw up all over. Well, and she just, like, appears, too. It's like Nikki and uh, Lisa are in the cafeteria, and she just kind of like, walks out. Like, I guess it was an arranged meeting. Yeah. It's like if 69 and 11 had sex all over Stevie. Ooh. I don't know if she's old enough for you to say Matt that. Jokes. Is your ankle bracelet beeping, David? <laughs> Not yet. Okay, great. We're still going then. Uh, yeah, so uh, Lisa and Nikki are interviewing her. And Nikki is the one who has no chill. And then Lisa has no problem asking her uh, what she does if she breaks a nail and why is she going to college. And that's an act break. That's what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> where they're like... <laughs> They're just like, Lisa's asking her some questions. She's like, why do you want to go to college? And she asks the question, and then they're done, and that's it. And they're like, I guess we'll put a commercial in here now. Like, there's no joke. There's no, like, yeah. plot development or anything. the nail-breaking just... was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, that's supposed to be your, like, stinger Because girls have dumb nails. I guess. Mm-hmm. But it isn't even, and, like, paced was... or delivered like a joke. Like, yeah. There's been plenty of times on this show where... They've done a joke, and you're like, that wasn't funny, but I know you were trying to do a joke there. Just from, like, the rhythm of it, where, like, there wasn't even that in this scene. Well, the whole plot line, this, like, subplot of Lisa interviewing her, was all to set up the joke of Nikki being the one who loses her shit. Yeah, that's true. That is the end of this subplot here. 
And yeah, that that really was worth it. Is right. All I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to Miss Bliss's, and when she sees Zach Morris, she gives him a full boob hug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that we're touching boys now. Pulls her to pulls him to her bosom. I think you mean her bosom. Her bosom. And if you notice, Zach is a little motorboat one. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, just a real quick cash one. <laughs> and did you notice that Haley Mills's boobs had personalities, like in The Parent Trap? Like one was a country boob and one was a city boob. Yeah. <laughs> what was weird is they kept trying to get like switch sides. Like the left boob wanted to be on the right boob, and the right boob wanted to be. on It was the left weird too because they showed them at the same time, but it looked like there was like kind of a. Split in the screen a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're like hovering. Didn't a quite bit. line up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Zach takes this moment to grab for an A grade yeah, on a paper, so... and she gives it to him. And I'm like, is she fucking with me, or am I getting fucked with in general? This is where I feel like, I mean, obviously, Miss Bliss is on to him, and so she's playing along. But if you're Zach, wouldn't you think that asking for a better grade would tip your hand? Because if you were really dying, what the fuck do you care what grade you got in that paper? I mean, he has no shame. You guys, I want you guys to take Descarosis seriously. (laughs) (laughs) If someone says they're suffering from it, you take them at their word. Now, to be fair, Zach's in middle school. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Really? You don't... Doesn't he? He just executed a plan to shut down the school that seemed to work pretty well. I feel like he should know well enough to to either come up with a fake illness in advance so he has that answer ready to go, or just say leukemia. Leukemia is a great go-to. Oh, we should all just Good old leukemia. keep that in our pocket for when we want to get kissed by a celebrity. Because I also feel like the doctor's note that swayed Stevie, when even in faking it, wouldn't that have needed to have said what it was that he was dying from? So it was descarosis. It's a horrible disease. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, do you, should we film a uh, a Sarah McLaughlin style commercial about the the dangers of descarosis those who, and those who suffer from descarosis for just a few pennies so, a day? You can help them. Do we believe? So Zach, Miss Bliss asks what Zach is dying of, and he looks down at his desk and says, "Descarosis." <laughs> Which is do fantastic. By the way. Wasn't good at all. <laughs> He's like, number two pencil-itis. <laughs> no, do we believe that the usual suspects was just completely ripped off from this episode? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what did he see that made him say Kaiser Soze? Was it like a roll? It was like there was a Kaiser yeah. hospital outside. Nice. And then he was like, what did you say? And he thought he said it was Soze. <laughs> well, there was like a World War One, like on the blackboard, like some outline of it. So he saw Kaiser oh, there. And then... Yeah. So Miss Bliss is on to his ass, and she has Zach doing chicken jacks. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know the cure for descarosis. Do a bunch of stupid shit that makes you look like an asshole. <laughs> and yeah, of course, like this is where we get to Austin's point, where like at some point it just becomes unbelievable. Like a long time that, ago. Like, <laughs> Well, no, like, Zach makes up this disease called descarosis, and then Miss Bliss says, oh, that's what my father had, and he's he's not suspicious now, like, he right. made up a disease, that obviously fake. She was like, my husband died of descarosis. Yeah. <laughs> and murder. And he's like, um, no, your husband died because I killed him? 
I mean, oh yeah, discarosis. He died of me pushing him down a flight of stairs. Maybe that's what she was trying to get him to admit that he killed her husband. (laughs) (laughs) She's on to him. I guess at least, yeah, at least props to Miss Bliss for seeing through his charade. I thought it was a good progression. Because he's trying to yeah. cover up a lie about having descarosis, because he doesn't really have descarosis. <laughs> and she's Very like, put your arms up. You're like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And then she kind of progresses the how ridiculous it gets. But it's like, it's I don't feel like it was gradual enough that it, I don't know. And he's trying to cover up a lie, so he's just going to kind of do whatever she says. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> so Miss Bliss calls him on it and shames him. And then so she's going to tell Mr. Belding, and Zach just sulks out of class. And then we go to Weird Miss Bliss's house. And the Sizzler. Yeah. Are you saying that some boy in my school is dying? Yes. Uh, thanks. <laughs> now, what can I do for you? This is going to happen. It's uncomfortable. Everyone, like... Wash your hands and pray to God I, for forgiveness. I feel like it's uncomfortable on all sides, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, it's not good. It's sleazy, and I why have, are we doing? I it? have a reading. I have a reading of it that's slightly less skeezy. Go ahead, Austin, but I'm going to tell you, it's not going to convince me. Well, go. I, I mean, and I'm not saying it's not skeezy. I'm just saying <laughs> less. There's a slight way that could make it like a little less worse. But lay out, lay out no. the scene, and I'll get to oh, it. Oh, right. So we have Colleen slash Hannah Matana, and Zach rings the doorbell, <laughs> and Colleen is there looking normal enough that some of us are attracted to her, without all the weird shit on her head and face and body. <laughs> 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 when she washes that 80s off, she looks very attractive. I don't know. I think she needs like a couple more weird shapes stapled on her. <laughs> She'd look very attractive to those who it would be legal to be attracted to her. Exactly. And you know, well said, David. Yeah, she's also worried how hot Zach thinks she is. That's what yeah, she wants that, to know that's... about her alter ego from little baby boy Zach's mouth. Like, Zach's negative. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does Zach answer, David, if she's hot? He's like... Yeah, not, re- not really. So like, She's like, not a total really? dog. <laughs> well, no, then she like presses him like, you wouldn't just do this. Or blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, she's not a total dog. Right. You wouldn't do this for just not a total dog. And you're like, what, 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 what is she? Like, I understand she's playing a game with Zach. Like, she's setting him up for a fall, which I actually kind of appreciate. But she... It also really feels like she wants him to be attracted to her and is willing to work for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, for the record, I uh, I asked Christy if not a dog was the highest compliment that I could pay her. What did she say? And what did your wife say? She wants say? to get divorced. <laughs> she agreed, but preferred that I phrase it as not a bow wow. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> so that's, that's really where Saved by the Bell fumbled on this one. Yeah. That's how marriages stay healthy is with communication. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let that be a lesson to everybody. Uh, <laughs> we, well, all the people with female significant others, uh, if they ask how they look, say you're not a dog. Or bow wow. And then Zach goes even more totally off the rails <laughs> by saying that he thinks Stevie's a tool. 
and that she shouldn't go to a fool, and that she shouldn't go <laughs> yeah. to high school. No, I mean, it works school. either way, Karen. College. <laughs> a school tool fool. College. She shouldn't have the college years. She shouldn't be renewed and hang out with Big Mike. She should just keep getting all that money. And Stevie's like, well, I don't like living out of a suitcase and hanging out in hotels and airplanes. And Zach's like, I've killed several people. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stevie touches him all weird and, like, pets his body and kisses him <laughs> and makes him leave. Yeah. And then she well, kisses him because he's been nagging her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess that I was... know what she's doing. Yeah. She's, set, she's setting Zach up for the fall. But I feel like she still wants Zach to be into her, too. And that's the only way that I can read this and not have it be 100% awful is I'm like, she, she's totally like intentionally fucking with him at this point. Like she, she kisses him so that she can then later reveal to him who she is, but in a way that he'll still lose the bet and won't be, no one will believe him. And it's just, it's a way to give him his come up. I think she just wants that sweet young D. <laughs> like how would no, she know with... about but the bat? But you're oh, right. she did. She already she knew. knew about the bat. Yeah, Miss mm. Bliss told her, and she's talking to Zach about it. She's like, "You'd really do this just for a kiss?" With and Zach's like, "Whatever it takes to win a bet," which is <laughs> not at all skeevy. Um, but you're right, David, that there is an undercurrent of it's not enough for her because she could have just kissed him at any point and to yeah. Like, and, and to be fair, skin. it didn't have to be a full-on kiss on the lips to this underage 11-year-old. But. but you're right that there seems to be this undercurrent where, like, she wants him to admit that he finds her attractive. and that's Oh, yeah, she's be. desperate for it. Yeah. yeah. But she doesn't want him to find her attractive so much as her alter ego. And I'm also not sure what the whole, like, don't give it up. Maybe that's supposed to be the like the lesson for the kids watching at home was to pursue fame instead of an education. I think it's a lesson for the kids who are performing on the show Um, and everyone listened except for Nikki and Mikey (laughs) (laughs) because she's already made the decision to go to college. So it isn't like this is an opportunity for her to like make the decision. And I feel like Zach's attitude is not that uncommon for like what an 11 year old boy would think about the lifestyle of the rich and famous, so I'm not sure what it's really adding at this point. Well, let's be fair. Her going to college doesn't really add anything. True. That is one true. way or another. Yeah, why they I do really, it? I really do feel like it's a way <laughs> to shoehorn... It's a way to shoehorn in a moral lesson for the kids. Be like, stay in school. That's the most important thing. Or stay that's working true. if you're an actor child. Zach Morris, <laughs> yeah. we've got you for ten more years. Yeah, they want kids to, like, better themselves and go to school, but then this is also a show that features, like, slave labor making newspapers in the basement. <laughs> They're not going to college, Austin. This show doesn't seem to give a shit about them. You know and what, David? Carrying the banner, it's the high life. David, I would like to hear what Jordan has to say about those newsies <laughs> down below. Yeah. I would like to hear a moving song about them. <laughs> They're a union, just... As long as they say they are. Isn't that the lyric? They're, they're a union just by saying so. <laughs> oh, all right. Do you, do you have the song, David? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a Newsies person. What, what, might, what might a favorite city of Jordan's be? <laughs> ah, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for Santa Fe, but okay. <laughs> Jordan's never heard of Santa Fe. <laughs> We're learning so much about Jordan, you guys. I wonder if any of you could kiss him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder that. Only, too. only if he backhandedly compliments my attractiveness. Yeah, I'm gonna have a concert and I'm gonna kiss one lucky fan. <laughs> I don't think Jordan's that attractive. David, did you say <laughs> did did you say Jordan's gonna be kissing one lucky babe or Gabe? <laughs> he said fan. He kept it gender yeah, neutral. <laughs> That's how Jordan rolls. Gender neutral. <laughs> gender neutral. <laughs> that's that's pretty timely. That's modern. I'm putting this gender in neutral. <laughs> 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 so 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 we go for the finale here, and we go to the school auditorium, and we start out with who? Tina, and she sold her teacher ID for two hundred dollars to some Which reporter out front. Yeah, but then she's still in there. I guess they just knew her. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I love about it is it's like she knew she could sell the ID because anyone like they'd be like, oh yeah, that's Tina. She's a teacher at our school. I bet she. Well, like... if Ryan was working the school, he went to let her. You in. guys, who is Tina? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she like sneaks in through the kiln in the ceramics room or like a hole in the art wall. She like through a locker. Pool. Yeah, she oh, sold off goodness. her. She sold off her badge and then just like walled herself up in the kiln for three days until <laughs> the concert. It was worth it for two hundred dollars. Ten percent of my annual income. Of course, some teacher turns it on for whatever reason. And the kiln. yeah, and everybody's really psyched because this is going to be Tiffany. I mean, Stevie's last performance ever, and it's all for yeah. JFK High School. So, so here's here's where I started to have problems with the scale of this whole thing. Just now, <laughs> just now, okay. just now. When, when Milo's like, when Milo's little voiceover is like performing for the last time, Stevie. I'm like, so she's performing for the last time in a performance that constitutes exactly one song. Right. <laughs> That's on, what I really wanted to talk about. On a mood. tiny, <laughs> on a tiny ass stage in this Podunksville Middle School cafeteria, in front of roughly two dozen kids and no one else. Yeah. All right. So Ryan, glory. you're you're on board with she's not lying. She got enough money to buy Vanna White's house. She's two of the world. Yes. But maybe we're also viewing this from a different lens for. Maybe she's not giving up her career to go to college, but her career is giving her up. So now she has to go to college. Like... Team DB on this one. No, guys, here's the deal. She's taking a break to go to college. It's not necessarily yes. over. And she loves her middle school so much that she wants it to be the last place that she performs exactly one song. She has to have her skeleton buried in the kiln. Yep. She's taking a break after her last album underperformed grossly. <laughs> but that had nothing to do with her decision to move on from her career from now. Just because she had to cancel the second half of her tour. She understands. Because she could only fill a middle school auditorium. She understands that Zach and the people around him are the most important people in the world. So if she's going <laughs> to perform one last time, it's going to be for them. When I don't care if this is her last performance or like her 302nd performance. If I was going to go to a concert and the performer performed one <laughs> fucking song, I would be so goddamn pissed. Yeah, I agree with that. All that hype, all that build up, and it's, you know, here's a song, see ya. Well, they could have, like, alluded to her 
singing more. Yeah, like, too. look, I get it. It's a low-budget, crappy kids TV show. They're not going to, like, show an hour-and-a-half concert here. But, yeah, they could have depicted the passage of time through various means. But they had to write a whole song for her to perform. <laughs> what was the song? It was a uh, Hotline to Your Heart. Emergency. Yeah, hotline to your heart. It had really awesome Emergency. camera angles. It really felt like a music video. Do you think that they would just play this as a music video sometimes, like on Disney Channel? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I really, really, I really hope so. No, why is Screech the one who got picked? Because second? he's the most special after Zach's pretend <laughs> no, death was, disease. My note was Screech is the next closest <laughs> thing to a dying kid. Yeah, he's closest <laughs> to death. Yeah. So they're like, all right, so no one in this school is actually dying in the near future that we're aware of. All right, what's the next worst thing? Probably <laughs> saw Screech kid. and thought he was dying. That, yeah, that one looks the closest to death. Put him up here. <laughs> what was weird, too, is like when Screech is on stage, like it's almost like he's not an actor. Like he's so convincing as like a kid awkwardly sitting on stage as a yeah. famous person performs just for them. I mean, that's not a real thing, right? It happens. Not really, it though. Happens. What it looks like, what it looks like is a bachelor party, but he's like an 11-year-old. Like, it's she weird touches when she starts him. grinding on him. Yeah. yeah. She, like, pets his weird 11-year-old boy chest <laughs> and, like, kisses him on the mouth. No, I'm trying to think the right it's equivalent. So gross. So I could see this gross. happening Why? in some kind of no. like performance show that isn't an actual real pop star. You mean like something that like... restaurant where they had celebrity impersonators? Yeah, and so then they like yeah. Do like... you remember that? Did you have one? No, we had one in Portland that. in like 1989. Just they were just walking around. They were singing and then walking. No, Ryan, Ryan lived yeah. in California, where you could just go to any <laughs> restaurant and see the real performers. It's true. Margot Kidder was just always trawling around. <laughs> I saw cat. the uh, I saw the painter from Murphy Brown one time. Eldon. Eldon, yeah, I saw him. Were <laughs> you like, "What's up, you bald fuck"? <laughs> he wasn't bald. Emilio. Like, he had long hair. You're like, yeah, way to knock up Murphy Brown. Oh, mom, he got it in there. That wasn't him. Who was that? No, it was the other guy. My mom. I thought it was him. I thought he like donated sperm or something. He just donated it for free. It wasn't for like a baby. No, he was just always jerking off in her house. Yeah, yeah. Whacking it onto someone's face doesn't constitute as donating while they're sleeping. That's a sex crime. My mom. That's what David's learned in his court mandated classes. My mom used to always run into Richard Lewis when we lived in L.A. Nice. Nice. He said she just ran into him all the like. She'd be going to a mailbox, and so would he, like for a while. And he'd be like, "Hey, get." Off of me. He'd be like, oh, I'm so erotica. Oh, <laughs> California dreams. Now clock like a chicken. Look, I gotta go. So what do you think of her lip sync quality? I like her gold lame skirt jacket set. Are we sure she's not uh, actually singing? Yes! Oh, for God's sake, yes! <laughs> Good God, yes! Well, okay, there's two questions, I suppose. Yeah. 
And once easily answered, she's not really singing in that scene, but is it her singing double? No, no, because she doesn't even have, like, the... It's clearly she's never sung this song. I mean, who can blame her for having to sing this shitty original song, like, for not selling it? But if you can't see me, it's time to get naked. Okay. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Emergency. It's an emergency. Hotline <laughs> to your heart. Yeah, Tina's there, man. She's partying. So she, no, yeah, I don't know if she's really singing, David. I mean, that's where, oh, yeah. again, based on her the actress's IMDb credits, there isn't anything to suggest that she could have really sung that and then dubbed it over. But you guys, it def- she's definitely not. No, I just like David said. It's a question of she's obviously lip syncing, but did they have the actress record it and then they just played it no, over? No, because I feel like the quality of her lip sync suggests that she's not. She has no clue what it is that she's supposed to be saying. You just like the inflection, you know? Like, she's not selling it as though, like, she'll do so. I don't know. Just... Well, I didn't find her acting all that good enough for her to, like, not be also a singer. She's not also a singer. We looked up her IMDb page. Well, we don't know. It didn't say she's not a singer. It just said she was 30% horny. It also <laughs> said 30% horny. P.S. Not a real singer. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on the character, she was more than 30% when she was a candy striper. Way more. Actually, she's got to be yeah. like 70% horny here because she's touching Screech. No, but that would make her yeah. less horny. I mean, you hope so. Or you're just that hard up. You're so thirsty, even Screech looks like it'll quench you what you want. <laughs> That's so sad. I lost that metaphor somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I like them quenches a noun. Like, that person looks like a quench. I like it. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> One and similar to the the all of this build up for a three minute performance, I also like that being sung to on stage amounted to like ten seconds of stage time before she ushered Screech off. Ten seconds too many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like kicks him off the stage with like a boot to the yeah. ass. They should have had one of those big canes come out. And of course, why shouldn't like Zach not even be allowed in the concert though? Because he's a yeah. sex offender, and <laughs> no, fake. Because he, like, he faked the lie about yeah. dying. I know. It, like Mikey, Mikey mentions that he's got detention, but I'm like, maybe he should also not be allowed to go to this concert. How did they pick who got to go to the concert too? Like, uh, oh, that's, that's the whole student body, Ryan. <laughs> it's not supposed to be though. I know. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to represent the entire student body. Yeah, You're not supposed to it. notice that only 16 kids go to this school. <laughs> And how do they pick who gets the front row to really get the reaction check? Zach gets the front row. That's how. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would counter with, you're not supposed to notice there's only 16 kids there. Yeah. If you had a concert without Zach, would you actually get to hear the music? <laughs> would there be any sound? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Zach gets the front row because he's Zach fucking Morris. Boosh. <laughs> and yeah, Tiffany, I mean Stevie, makes a point after she touches the screech in a really gross way. To sing directly to Zach Morris's face, and then yeah, she just focuses on Zach, and this is like the exact opposite of the treatment Zach deserves at this moment, right? right? Except she does manage to drop the reveal that Colleen said he was a good kisser, or whatever she said about it. Yeah, and that's where Zach realized he actually did. Yeah, as the song ends, she's like, "He's like, oh, that was great, Stevie," and she's like, "Thanks, my friends call me Colleen." Boosh. Right, yeah, and it was like a really forced, like that was great, Stevie. Or like she could have just said, like, 
hey, I'm Colleen, and then walked off stage. Right? Yeah, that's what she said. She should have just pulled her wig off. Like, on Drag Race, when they lip sync, a lot of times they'll pull their wig off. I want to see this wig on the conveyor belt wig race. Do you think this is the same wig that uh, Lisa wore when she was the bad daughter? Yeah. 100% yes. The origin of this wig, you guys. What a milestone. (laughs) That's that's an amazing wig, and we were all here to see it. Write it down, guys. First appearance of this wig. I'm pretty sure that in that scene when Lisa wears the Tina Turner wig, she may also be wearing Stevie's like gold macrame dress that she has on in this uh, mini gold skirt that lame. she has on. Macrame would be like a yarn. It's that's a great idea. Yeah, though. macrame is like uh, crafting stuff. Right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys, that is pretty much it. That is episode 11 of Miss Bliss. Yeah, it ends with Zach protesting to everyone that he really kissed Stevie. And everyone's like, sure, Zach. Just like you were dying. And then it flash forwards 10 years, (laughs) and Zach's in this padded cell, just mumbling to himself, I did kiss Stevie. I did kiss (laughs) Stevie. I really did. I did kiss Stevie. And then they're like, get him a shot, and they like inject him, and then he falls asleep. That would have been the best ending. That would have been so cool. <laughs> and then they and then shoot him in the head. Yes, you kiss Stevie, Zach. And then it cuts forward two more years, and he's marrying Kelly, and you're like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that was just one summer in the cell for him. Yeah. That should be, we got the, the wedding in Vegas movie coming up. That should just be the whole episode. Just, fuck! That's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so. That was very eventful. Austin Gordon, what did you learn this evening on Saved by the Bell Reviewed, Stevie? Uh, I learned, well, first of all, I learned that if you're going to compliment a woman's attractiveness, it's you're not a bow wow as opposed to not a dog. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also learned that if you're going to fake an illness, come up with the illness before you institute the plan about how you have that illness. So fake a specific illness. Yes. Don't just be like, I'm dying. And then someone says, of what? And you say, of number two pencilitis. (laughs) Inflammation of the pencil. Map on the wall. (laughs) if you look at a pencil you could go with lead poisoning yeah maybe, yeah, maybe he's a little smarter at observational <laughs> I ate too many paint chips <laughs> <laughs> just be like mesothelioma from all the asbestos in the school <laughs> that's a scary building a different way Austin's good at fake diseases you could really convince somebody into kissing you if they weren't a total bow wow he actually does it to me every week <laughs> Always telling you. He's like, I'm dying. And I'm like, oh no, what do you have? Mm. And he's like, I've got computer monitor osis. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then, you and then David kisses me. And then I'm like, well, hi. No, he says, I'm like, do you have any last requests? And he says, I'd like a kiss from you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and then he Man. kisses me. And then I'm like, enjoy washing my gym shorts, chump. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'd like to get in on this action. <laughs> Everyone wants to get in on the action of kissing. Right, right. We should yeah. all just. Watch you guys kiss each other for the finale. Um, Ryan, what did you learn about Stevie or Saved by the Bell or whatever today? Mine are pretty similar to Austin's. Great. <laughs> I learned about the tragedy of Descarosis. And I've learned that if you want to get a woman to kiss you, you should question her hotness. And I also learned that after, what is it, 120 episodes we've done? 3,009 and 5. Carol still calls him Austin Gordon. <laughs> Are you critiquing my D and T pronunciation? D-T. 
Dang. Tang. Tang. There's no difference between dang and tang. <laughs> um, Jordan <laughs> slash DB <laughs> the Bitsenhoff. What did you learn or in either persona, in both personas? What did you learn tonight? Jordan <laughs> learned. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. <laughs> He's wearing and his like oh, unbuttoned yeah, denim, his shaved eyebrows. Mm. Yeah, and the weird clown makeup he's wearing. <laughs> that when Jordan decides to retire, he's gonna have to do it in his middle school. <laughs> Are they gonna let Jordan into a middle school? <laughs> <laughs> Jordan goes where Jordan wants. Uh, David, I learned that uh, a you can neg celebrities into kissing you. And, th- and then I also learned that the usual suspects ripped off their entire uh, plot line from this episode. Nice. Uh, I, your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, learned that there's a handy icon on IMDb that will tell you the horniness of an actor and each role. <laughs> and I've really got to get that upgrade on my web browser. And I also learned that the bowels of JFK Middle School are full of newsies <laughs> with polio, working hard in that oil furnace. Uh, so, Ryan, when you're not doing these last few podcasts, where are you online for our listeners to see you? Well, you can see my website at ohyesverynice.com. It's O-H-Y-E-S verynice.com, where I have artwork. Um, if you go to studygroupcomics.com, you can read a science fiction comic I wrote and drew called Space Prisoner. Uh, maybe by the time this is up, that'll be further down on the queue, though. So maybe just Google my name and Space Prisoner. And oh, yes, very nice is also my Twitter and Instagram. That's all. That's all you need. So those are the ways you can find me. All right. And Austin Gordon, when you aren't touring in a series of wigs... Where do you keep up an online presence? Uh, you can open the gates and seize the day with me on Twitter at Austin Gorton. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And David Bitsenhofer slash Jordan, in between your uh, Super Bowl <laughs> performances and your VH1 Where They Now Washed Up videos, where are you online? You can find Jordan online at... <laughs> too hot to handle that's hot spelled h-a-w-t <laughs> and check out my hit single in Tuboka. <laughs> oh is that about gender neutral pronouns <laughs> it's uh, Sp- uh spanish for in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> but masculine or feminine uh, I don't think I... There's no specification There you in there, go. It's neutral. <laughs> and where's David online? <laughs> At Dr. Bits, Dr. Spelled <laughs> Out. The Real Gentleman of Leisure. The Real Gentleman of Leisure. Dot com. Yeah. And I am your host this evening, Carolyn Maine, and you may find me at www.carolynmaine.com. Carolyn Maine on Facebook. You can find my new stuff there usually. Carolyn Maine on Twitter. And Carolyn Main at Tumblr and CarolynMain.com. And that is C-A-R-O-L-M-A-C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. And for Saved by the Bell Reviewed, you can find us at sbtbreviewed.com, sbtbreviewed at Gmail. Uh, we are on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Saved by the Bell. And you can find us at 
Saved by the Bell reviewed at Twitter. And we have some cards or prints you can buy at www.sbtbreviewed forward slash indiegogo.com. Or you can also just drop us a couple bucks. Uh, we'll put it into something. So for Saved by the Bell reviewed, I'm telling you to keep on listening to our show until the bitter end. Or else I will find you and I will kill you and I will bury you. What's that? Will you kiss them? I will kiss you and I will kill you. <laughs> to death. Emergency. Past is a mystery, so you just fill in the blanks with whatever turns you on. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you could trick a girl into kissing you, that's on her. Yeah, it's creepy, right? You could have been more of a pedophile there. And it was super gay. It's the gayest. It was... I wanted to see him kiss a boy. Penny a pipe, governor. Anything to get people to read school newspapers. <laughs> Nothing funny here. Let's move on. When I'm torrenting more recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Turn on one more swing to make the show sit right. Snacks as I lay awake at night in my wasted my life.